Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. They're not going to feel sorry for themselves. They'll find a way to win the game. And uh, I'll say with 10 men, it uh, credits every one of them. They, uh, they found the energy needed. We just go into every game to win the, to win the game and get the, the three points we need. So uh, that's all I thought about. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Marvin Bartley. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Tonight on the show, Paul Cooney here with Marvin Bartley, the assistant boss at Livingston and the former Rangers and Australian star, Craig Moore. So it was seconds out last night as 10-man Celtic left it late, late to get the victory in Dingwall. And that's six league wins in a row for Ange Postacoglu. Rangers, they kept the zero at home against St. Johnson. Seven games unbeaten and goals from Morellas and Kent. Morel is now with 12 goals. Rangers against Dundee United. It looks as though the match will be OK this weekend, despite Dundee United yesterday having to give up some of the training because some people have gone down scared of COVID. That's breaking news just now. And, uh, well, we're also getting ready for the cup final on Sunday. Hibs against Celtic and a former Hibs star. You are that, Marvin, as well. So you'll be looking forward to that. But more importantly for you... It's Ross County uh, this weekend. And since we saw you just over a week ago, it's been a good run for Livy. Yeah, it has. You must have been a lucky charm. Um, <laughs> you know, the last two games, we've been we've gone really, really well. Performances, uh, clean sheets and, and wins, the most important thing. So, yeah, Ross County again on Saturday. Obviously, they're a bit heartbroken after yesterday's game. But, you know, hopefully they come to Saturday's game feeling sorry for themselves and we can pick up another three points. Celtic left it late, but they had dominated. But then they went down to 10 men, 1-1, one, one, 10 men. And then right at the end, Anthony Ralston... Is the kind of thing that makes you think, Craig, maybe this title could go on and go on and go all the way. I think if we needed any reminders in terms of what we're looking at this season and is there going to be a title race, you know, Celtic going down to 10 men, Tommy Rogic again, influential in a Celtic, strong Celtic performance, um, assist for the winner, Ralston gets up great at the back post, 97th minute. So they're the kind of things that kind of keeps you in the hunt. Um, like I says, it's definitely a title this season. Rangers, Flip side of that, we're, we're quite comfortable against St Johnston. You were at the match last night. Yeah, I, I was at the match, and you know, you talk about impact. I think uh, Giovanni has, has done mm. extremely well domestically. Uh, the only goal that they have lost, Marvin, was against your boys. Yeah, um, since, exactly. since, since he's been in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, and then they made us pay for that, didn't they? Um, we should have had two actually in that game. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Nearly got two, but no, they've been fantastic, haven't they? You know, I, I watched parts of the game yesterday as well, and. Again, they're breathtaking, uh, extremely strong performance. Uh, you can see the changes he's made. Scott Arfield, like a new man, um, you know, box to box. And I'm really happy for Scotty, real down to earth footballer. But he's been, he's been probably been a bit frustrated, maybe towards the end of Gerard's regime. He wasn't playing as much as he wants to. You know, everyone wants to play, um, but he, he's came in under Gio and he's done extremely well. As have other players. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've been going well. It's going to be. Do you think it's going to go all the way? 
Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Listen, this is yeah. this is the best thing for the Scottish game, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody wants you know a, a team far and away uh, in February or something like that. I want it to go all the way down to the last game of the season. That's what we want. Uh, the game will go ahead this weekend, Craig. We're watching. We know games down south. Yep. And Burnley last night against Wolves went off with yes. just three hours to go. Yeah. And we know there's COVID scares everywhere. We know it's uh, going up. We hope the games can continue. You've got the latest on it. We're watching to see a Saturday's game between Man United and Brighton. It's been postponed. Been postponed. Yep. Yeah, look, there, there have been obviously a few casualties, um, you know, due, due to COVID. But in, in regards to the, the Rangers done the United game, hopefully that, that is, is going to go ahead. Mm. Paul, uh, and look, we we need to see that I think these these football matches um, continuing. Um, I know there's been people suggesting a, a circuit breaker, but but what is a circuit breaker in, in these current circumstances? For me, I think that with all the protocols in place, the most control you actually have is by people going into their work, the routines that are in place, the checks that are in place to put us in the best position to get these matches played. You're, yeah. the, you're, you're involved in it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, a couple of years ago, you're just thinking about players being injured or suspended. Now you're worried about players picking <laughs> yeah. up COVID. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's getting harder and harder to pick a, pick a squad and pick a team. But I'm with Craig. Football needs to continue. You know, however we go about that, however we manage to stay safe and, and make sure people don't pick it up or do their utmost not to pick it up, then we need to be doing so. Um, you know, I've heard a few people saying, well, you know, footballers need to live their lives like everybody else. I get that, but we're in a privileged position. Um, you know, I love my job that I do now. I loved it even more as a player. And if it meant, and I did it last time, you know, going to work and then literally coming home and doing nothing to make sure I can go into work the next day um, in order to perform my duties. And I'm willing to do so, you know, and I know our squad's willing to do so. And I, I imagine 99% of the, the players within the, in the Premier League and the rest of the Football League are willing to do so as well. So I think we have a massive impact on society. You know, there's enough doom and gloom on the news and stuff, yeah. you know, reading about COVID, etc. I think football's a real release for some people. And as I said, you know, we, we have to make sure that we can fulfill our duties and, and, you know, bring entertainment to everybody else. It's huge, Marvin, isn't it? I mean, the mental health thing for the, the young ones. I know some of the young ones in my family, the, the training was off last night. Mm -hmm. The game this weekend is off because there's cases. But it, it's really difficult for them. It's great for them to get out and about. So if they can watch it on the television, listen here and go radio, it's massive. I know Tam Coach is saying he's confident the game will go ahead at the yep. weekend. The players were in Newcastle last weekend um, at Christmas parties, so I know some people are criticising that. It's fast-moving. It's changing. If you think of a week ago, mm. then people were you know, booking parties and all the rest of it. And you can understand it, Craig, as well. They've worked really hard. It's been a tough year or two, so I wouldn't be too critical. No, no, yeah. again... Hindsight's a great thing. Hindsight yeah. is a great thing. It's probably not... probably wasn't a fantastic choice at, at the same time. But look, you're right. It's it's moving, it's changing. Um, and, and, you know, at the same time, Christmas time, people want to go and celebrate. You know, you've worked hard, but it's been a challenging year for everybody. Um, as long as you're mindful and looking to do the right thing to take care of yourselves and people around about you, you just got to deal at times, you know, with the uncertainty. Anything could hit you at any particular time with COVID. It's just one of those ones that I don't think you completely arm yourself for. Yeah, I think it's a difficult one as well for, for Tam. I know he's, he's been criticised by a few people. Why is he allowed the players to go on a Christmas do? But, you know, Craig, you've been a player as well. I think that's come from the players. I think the more experienced boys in the dressing room, that's what yeah. happened at our club. Yeah. You know, we didn't go to the players. They came to us and said, you know, our Christmas do is cancelled. We, we understand that you said it's ever-changing um, and we're not going to put ourselves at risk because we want to be able to, you know, do our job. Mm -hmm. It wasn't... We were thinking it as staff, but we couldn't go and cancel the boys' Christmas do. Nah. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's harsh to say anything to Tam. The players have decided to go. They've, there's more than enough experienced boys within that dressing room to realise, you know, maybe it's not the best thing to do. But as you said, it's ever-changing. A week ago, it was, was different to what it is today. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. I was actually having a chat today with Arthur Newman, former teammate. Yeah. 
Uh, and he goes, yeah, but he says, Oz, he says, you would have been the one driving the bus down there. Back, back in the day <laughs> I didn't want to say play. that, but yeah, there, I agree with goes, you know, and, now, and now you're saying, you know, should they have done it? So yeah. you, you, you're, you're spot on, Marv. Um, like I says, the players as well have, have worked hard and, and they would have went about it in the best possible way. Hopefully the game goes on at uh, you know the weekend and and, and everything's everything's great. Mark, did you hear him, Craig? We were saying yeah, Newcastle wasn't a great choice. What he really meant was Manchester would <laughs> yeah, have been exactly better. Manchester <laughs> would have been better. Exactly that. <laughs> we're kidding. We're not minimising it. We know. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. So we're with Craig Moore, Marvin Bartley, uh, Paul Cooney here. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Loads to look at and listen to from last night. Shall we hear from the two managers then? Let's hear first of all from AP. I think we're just shorting it now, Marvin. Okay. <laughs> And, and Geo well, yeah, G- GVB GVB either or huh? you choose you, are, you went okay. last time with GVB well, let's go AP first of all that was uh, <laughs> the 97th minute um, Anthony Rawson got that goal for Celtic a 2-1 win here's the manager afterwards Please for the lads so they got the rewards for a big shift tonight they um, had to deal with a fair bit of adversity you know, the way they conducted themselves at the end of the game you know, they kept their heads we, we kept trying to win the game of football even with 10 men and super for Aldo to get get the goal but you know the whole team I thought showed a real intent to to be a, a, a team that you know doesn't let anything in front of us uh, stop us from what we want to achieve they've got a problem Marvin but that's the way to answer it isn't it you know no striker at the moment uh, did you saw the highlights last night yeah I yeah. did yeah what did you think um, you know listen as he said about talks about adversity there you know first and foremost coming in without a recognised striker yep. then going down to 10 men it's about winning games of football isn't it when you're at one of the big two at any club but Celtic and Rangers especially just need to keep on winning no matter how you perform no matter what goes against you need to win games and Celtic didn't feel sorry for themselves they'd have been well within their rights yesterday after going down to 10 men and think you know let's just take a point here let's not try and push on just in case we lose this one but that's not the Andre is it you know right to the death they're, they're continually trying to score goals and Delighted again for Ralston, you know, proving everybody wrong time and time again. You know, he comes into the team, he comes out of the team, he's criticised, he's, you know, people are saying, oh, he's great one week, he's not great the next week, but what a feeling yesterday it must have been for him to score right in front of his fans as well. They went absolutely crazy. You can see the sheer delight on his face, you know. It put a smile on my face, not because just because Ross County lost, I'm obviously happy with that as well, yeah. <laughs> but I was happy for the lad as well scoring the goal. So, no, listen, it's, it's a big weekend, big weekend for them, you know, in the cup final. And I think that 97 minute winner will give him a bit more confidence now going into that. Greg? Yeah, no, certainly, uh, you know, you talk about energy uh, and, mm. and, and positivity. Uh, you get a winner in the 97th minute. It, it gives you a huge lift, um, you know, throughout a season. You know, you're going to have to be able to win those type of matches. But to do it at the death, um, you know, the, the thrill that obviously gave the supporters there, the lift that it gave the, the squad. And uh, Ralston, for me, is, has been fantastic this season. Mm. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of talk when Juranovic come in that whether or not that was going to spell the end. Uh, but he's still he's been in there um, he's, he's done a great job he's, he scores goals and uh, you know Tommy Rogic again I have to laugh at times when you know people go on about that 60 minute player well he's doing alright week in week out for 90 minutes for Celtic yeah throw the stopwatch away we used to have the stopwatch yeah. it's his birthday today isn't Tommy it 29 Rogic, years yeah, old 29 yeah, well, years old as well how lucky is that yeah. 29 years old oh, yeah. I can't even remember that far back Marvin even you might be yeah, not, no, no it's not that long no, ago I wish no. it was 6 years what, what's the latest you ever scored your team can you remember any of your teams how do we think about that Marvin you too what's the latest um, deep in to injury time can you imagine when we get VAR how <laughs> the games will be into the 120th minute oh, yeah, yeah so I've, I've, I've a little yeah, yeah I've got, yeah. I've, I've, go on but we, you didn't, got we didn't score right? okay but it was heart wrenching heartbreaking. and I'm talking about you got no time ball goes back to the centre circle yeah final, final whistle oh, yeah 2006 World Cup knockout game against Italy round of 16 oh, yeah. 
Wow. Penalty. Uh, Grosso goes down. Mm. Totti takes a penalty. Back to halfway. Yeah. Whistle blows. Oof. And then full time. Done. Oh, no. no chance to respond. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, horrible. Did you give away the penalty, did you? No, it wasn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> so uh, the name check so far, Totti, that's the biggest yeah, name we've mentioned I'm so done. far. I can't yeah. back that up. I want to talk about a Sunday League player or something, can't I? No, <laughs> and, and, and they won the World Cup that year yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear from the late goal scorer last night, Tony Ralston. So brilliant. You know, um, first and foremost, I'm just happy to contribute contribute to the team in a positive way and come up here it's not an easy place to come and come away with the three points you know it was a difficult afternoon we, I felt we played our football but in terms of for my personal you know, it's, a, it's a stuff I dreams to, to do that the, for the fans that come up here and they, they travel with their work commitments and everything like that to come up here it's what they deserve they deserve the three points and I was delighted that us as a team and myself I could help contribute to that um, but it feels amazing you know he scored a last minute winner um, it's the first one I've done, so it was a pretty unique feeling. So that's Celtic on 41 points. Rangers had already gone on to 45 because the game finished mm-hmm. while the Celtic game was still on. So let's swing over to Ibrox then. Afterwards, we spoke to the manager and he loves the clean sheet. We want to keep the zero and, you know, that's that's very important for our game. Try to create chances to go one all up. So far, we do, uh, we do well and that's also uh, the focus we have to have uh, also on Saturday. And what about Alfredo Morelos? Yeah, I'm happy with his goals. Today also important, the first goal. But also the assist he gave on, on Ryan. You know, we want our strikers to be in the box. Whenever there's danger, we want to be there. You know, create chances for, for all our players. You know, it deserved the goal at the time of the, the match. And, um, you know, Ryan had to be there and he was. Craig, Morelos, is he back? Well, he's back scoring goals. Um, and, and, you know, any striker, when they, they start putting the ball back into uh, back in the net, sorry, on a regular uh, basis, then that confidence uh, comes back very, very quickly. You know, he's finding himself in good central areas, which I think has been a difference in the way that Giovanni wants him to to play. Uh, a bit of a smile back on his face again. Um, you know, so I think, look, uh, let's not get away from the fact that the Rangers were still top of the league, but there was a flatness about the way they were playing. It's been a big lift under Giovanni. Uh, Marvin touched on a little bit earlier, uh, uh, players, it's a clean slate for every player. Scotty Arfield has been the one that's really taken that opportunity of a new manager coming in. Because all of a sudden, after playing very little football, he's found himself in that starting lineup uh, and, and influential in the way that Giovanni wants to play. Yeah, and I think Scotty suits the way Gio does want to play. Because I remember, you know, watching his final team when I knew he was coming to Rangers. Obviously, we didn't have a lot to go off him being in the round Rangers because it was his first game. So he likes a deep midfielder to run forward, mm-hmm. and, and Scotty Arfield is that guy. He's so energetic; he can box to box and everything else and he can play a 10 if he needs to but I think he's better from an 8 coming even, from even deeper because he's harder to pick up um, but yeah he's been fantastic and Rebo's been fantastic mm. and Alfredo back am- amongst the goals but you know, people say back amongst the goals there's 7 goals he's got this season in 16 games and 4 assists that's yeah. not bad take yeah. that at Livingston all day so, <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah. it's, it's one of them when you play at front for as I said for Rangers you're supposed to score every game nobody can do that it's impossible yeah. to you know hit those heights every single week but he's contributing he is again he looks happy you know when players are happy they play their best football Three goals in three games, he's back. I mean, you played against him many times. Yeah. Um, do you think he's back to what he was two years ago when you came up um, against him? Yeah, I, th- I think he's very close to it. Um, he probably could be a little bit fitter. You know, I think yeah. he'd be the first to, to admit that. But as a player, I was surprised how how clever he was in, in what he did. 
you know, every time he went to go up for a header, obviously I was trying to screen him. He would just bump you, just as it's coming. He just yeah. used his hips to bump you. He wouldn't push you. And the referee would think, oh, come on, I'm not giving you a foul for that, Mar. But yeah. you'd, you know, you'd go under the ball every single time. Then he would bring it down. For me, he's a fantastic player. Really, really is. Um, he, he'd admit himself probably he's let himself down a couple of times when he's been at Rangers. Maybe he's came back a little bit overweight. But if you can get him fit and firing, you know, he's a fantastic centre forward. And yeah. I think we're seeing that now. I think there's a, Marv, I think there's a better balance. Mm-hmm. At this moment in time, about Rangers defensively, they're they're a lot more solid looking yeah. because obviously, you know, if fullbacks are gone, they're not both gone. Mm-hmm. One goes, one stays home. Yeah, uh, and, and more importantly, they've still got the tens that they played under Steven Gerrard. They're now midfielders. Yeah, and those two tens are further forward, Kent and Haji, and getting isolated against fullbacks. Yeah, which is you know for Kent that type of player, he's loving that. He's yeah. loving that, and I think that they're therefore more attacking, but also got better balance and defensively. Far, far better organised, in my opinion. Yeah, and no, I agree with the Kent stuff 100%. Um, you know, I think he used to float around an awful lot um, under Gerard. He used to try and make that kind of out-to-win run all the time. He would pop up on the right wing at times. I think he's got a lot more structure to his game. But he's also told, when you get it, be positive. Because he gets the ball, and as he said, they isolate him on one side. If it's Hadji on the other side of Sakala, they try and keep a bit of width as well to really stretch your positions back four. And that allows Kent to go 1v1, where before you could double up on him because he's coming to the centre of the pitch. So your number six could help out with the fullback or one of your centre-halves in, in terms of trying to stop him. But yeah, they look they look... Better structured, definitely, from what they did at the start of this season. Let's be honest, last season their defence was, they set a record, didn't they? Yep, they, they yep, you know, yep. They weren't conceding. It was impossible to score against them. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And they were going again with the attacking fullbacks. But talking about this season, you know, Gerard to Gio, obviously he's came in and, and, and as you said, they're keeping the zero. He loves that one, doesn't yeah, he? He does, keep yeah. Keeping the zero. <laughs> you wonder what Stephen Gerrard thinks if he tunes into the Go Radio Football Show or whatever. You know, if he hears it, all the thing about, yeah, maybe it was time to go and all that. You think five weeks ago when we broke the news yeah. that mm-hmm. it was very much on remember on the Monday night we were on and said yeah, uh, no, yeah. this, this yeah. is a real interest then people no no he, he can't go it's funny isn't it in football football Maybe, can yeah. change mm. so quickly Paul I mean, and, and again this is not going away from his achievement at the oh, football club yeah. you know in the three years he, he had a massive job rebuild mm. get competitive stop 10 in a row and then I think that the, the right decision was made because when, when you, you're at a football club and speculation is there all the time mm-hmm. it's not for me, in the best interest of the club. So they've made that decision. Steven Gerrard's got a win. Yep. He's gone down south, which is where he wanted to be. Aston Villa, he's turned them around. Mm-hmm. They've been getting yeah. great results. And I think that Rangers have got a good manager in Giovanni. Mm-hmm. And there's still just four points in it. If you were Steven Gerrard, you'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you didn't win the cup game. Now, we know his record wasn't good in the cups, yep. but uh, he so desperately would have wanted, mind you, not desperately enough, he left that week. <laughs> but, you know, he hit the cup semi-final and hips of the game of their life. On my mind, Marvin, we'll speak about it after the break as well. We'll go hear more from GVB, from AP, and maybe <laughs> AR or TR, Whoa. Tony Ralston. Yeah. Uh, and we'll hear from you, 0808 17 17 700. But if you're Jack Ross waking up this morning and you look at the table and you see that the Hebs that was your team until they yeah. lost to you just the other week is only two points off fourth position and you're in a cup final, you'd think, well, what happened? What happened? We'll talk about that just after this break. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, go, go. Paul Cuddy with Craig Moore and Marvin Bartley here on the Go Radio Football Show. Joe is in the control room and she'll sort that one there. 0808 17 17 700. Marvin, a busy weekend for you. 
the biggest business for you is obviously the game with Ross County. That was why earlier yeah. you were saying, obviously, about the, that was a good result from your point of view. <laughs> mm. uh, the cup final, your old team Hibs uh, up against Celtic. If they can play the way they played against Rangers, uh, it'll be quite a match. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think that's be the, the kind of way they played in that game, trying to emulate that again. Um, it'd be fantastic if they can. It would give them a, a massive chance. But I, I was at that game and it was a massive, massive performance. Um, you know, a difficult one to replicate, but you know, I'm sure Celtic will be going there with, with a game plan in mind um, and, and to win the game. But for Hibs, I think it's one of those, you know, you try and stay in it for, for maybe 60 minutes or so and then uh, kind of take it from there. I don't think they'll be going out gung-ho. Against Rangers, I think they went after them. I think they kind of thought, you know, Gerrard had gone, there'd been a bit of upheaval at the club with the coaches leaving as well. You know, were Rangers mentally prepared for the game? And the way that Hibs started and the way that, you know, they managed to get their goals, I don't think Rangers were ready for it. Um, and it worked that day. But obviously, you know, Andrew's been in position for a long time, so I imagine the game plan would be different. So Sean Maloney um, should be appointed very soon along with Gary Caldwell, but he's not going to be in the dugout. It's going to be David Gray. Let's hear from him. I've not really had time to think about it, to be honest. It's great now that we know exactly what's happening. Um, and that's important for the players, just to make sure that we've got that clarity. The tension now changes to the cup final, I know. As a coaching staff, our attention has been on um, the foreseeable future. That was been the plan moving forward, which was just a game at a time, a day at a time. Um, and we weren't looking towards any cup finals or anything. That was the message. But since this morning, having spoken to Ben, and whilst they conclude the process of finding our manager, we'll be in charge taking the team. So for the cup final, and it's something that we now attention changes to that. What do you think, guys? Sean Maloney is the probably the new boss. The, the details just being finalised. Yeah, I think, you know, Sean obviously been coaching with Belgium, you know, mm -hmm. with, with the team number one in the world or they were number one in the world with some of the best players in the world. Um, you know, I think he'll be fantastic. You know, I imagine on the grass he'll be absolutely brilliant. Um, people are saying, obviously, oh, his first job is management. People have to start somewhere, you know, but his pedigree, you know, his playing level, not that that's important when it comes to coaching, but also coaching at Belgium, I think will help him massively and I think it'll be a huge success. A thinker in the game. Did you yeah. play against him? Or did you yeah, just, yeah, you no, have, yeah, yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, look, for me, it's a it's a strange appointment, um, you know, but when when you dig a little bit deeper, he, his experience and his time with the with the Belgian national team, so he will know, he will know a good player, there's no doubt about that, plus his career. Uh, and, and under Martinez, he would have, he would have learnt so much and and as Marvin said, you need to start somewhere. That opportunity, someone needs to be brave enough to give you that opportunity in the first place. Uh, you know, with Hibs, I think uh, you can. You know, Jack Ross was probably a victim of his own success yeah. in terms of what he achieved at the football club, and, and therefore that that I think one result out of nine was was just considered to be nowhere near good enough. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's an interesting one for me. Like I says, it wasn't the obvious choice, but yep. you know, he, he's a. He's a, he's a player and now a coach that's worked at a top, top level that we all know him here in Scotland mm. uh, and are probably, you know, majority of them are wishing him all the very best in this job if he gets it. As Marvin says, though, you have to start somewhere, but it is different, isn't it? You know, Pep Guardiola had Mikel Arteta. Arteta, of course, top four now in England, but a few, well, a couple of months ago, people were saying, oh, he'll be the first managerial casualty of the season, mm. but uh, he's doing well at the moment. Let's see what, what David Gray had to say about his old boss. Oh, it's difficult. It's never nice when people lose their jobs, especially when close to them obviously I've had over two years since it, well, just over two years since I've been at the club and um, the last six months working with them very closely in my coaching capacity and very grateful for the opportunity that, that they gave me and I learned a lot under the time with them and they've always been a massive help to me and I'm sure they will be uh, as, as I move forward and we'll stay in contact with them on that front I think from the players point of view it's difficult when there's a change and especially when usually when these things happen it's because results haven't been good enough and the players are well aware of that no one was shying away from that 
Marvin, do we forget here in Glasgow that it's a bit like that in Edinburgh? There can be only, you know, because Hibs have struggled in comparison with Hearts this season. Yeah, and, you know, as David said there, it was a difficult one for them. Uh, Craig mentioned earlier, I think it was one win in nine uh, for Jack Ross. His final game ended up being against us. Um, as delighted as I was for the win, um, I remember coming down the tunnel and I've come across Jack a few times, never played underneath him, but something didn't seem right. I think he kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Um, I don't think it was just a result. I think he was unhappy with the performance. I think he came out and actually said that. Um, but it wasn't It wasn't a Jack Ross Hibbs team that, that I saw that day. It really, really wasn't. Um, so I, I think he knew. Um, it's never nice, you know, when you come across somebody like that and you think, oh, something's not right here. And you, you know, find out 24 hours later that they've lost their job. Um, but now David Gray's in charge for the final. Um, you know, I've spoken to Dave a couple of times. He was my captain when I played there. We're doing our coaching badges together. Um, and, and he's looking forward to the final. You know, obviously, you know, he said on numerous occasions he doesn't want the job permanently. He doesn't feel he's ready. Um, but, but he's a Scottish Cup winning captain. Um, you know, he can lean on that experience. You know, Darren McGregor, Paul Hanlon, Louis Stevenson were also part of that as well. Mm. And just imagine he can go out there and win the League Cup. You know, and that's, that's what's in the back of his mind. He won't come out and say it, so mm. I will. Um, you know, <laughs> that's in the back of his mind for sure. And I, honestly, I wish him all the best yeah. and I, I hope he does achieve it. I think it's going to be a tight contest as well. I really do. I think it's going to be an arm wrestle. Um, you know, Celtic do have the quality, but again, we've seen Hibs on their day, you know, seen what, you know, what they, they destroyed Rangers yep. semi-final and Boyle's got that, that speed that can really, really test you. Nisbet's on his game. Mm -hmm. So that can be very, very dangerous. But I, I see this one being a real arm wrestle mm -hmm. and maybe only a goal separating the two. You yeah. reckon? And where will the goal come from? Because Celtic, we still don't know uh, if Kyogo will make it. Jikomakis, well, we haven't really seen him. Yeah. Um, they've got so few players. I've Forrest got a feeling Kyogo will play. Have you? I've got a yes. feeling he'll be, he'll be back for that. Okay. I, I really, really do. Um, obviously, Cadden came off for Hibs and, and yes. so did Nisbet as well in that game. So they could be mm. you know, struggling. But I've I got a feeling Kyogo is going to play. And, you know, as a as a defender or, you know, as a team, that's the last person you want to see in an opposition uh, team sheet. Is that, is that guy? You're testing. As a defender, you're testing yeah, earlier. Though, yeah, Marvin. yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, see if he fancies it. Hopefully it's raining. <laughs> After last night, Rangers are top of the Singe Premiership, 45 points from the 18 games. Celtic on 41, Hearts on 30, Dundee United and Motherwell on 25, Aberdeen on 24, Hibs on 23, Livingston on 19. Much improved, Marv, since we saw you last week. St Mirren on 18, Dundee on 16, it's a worrying run for them yeah. and Ross County and uh, St Johnson on 14 points Celtic getting the 2-1 win last night Rangers 2-0 here's Ange Postagoglu speaking about uh, his scorer of the first goal at Lille Abada he did a good job for us tonight leading the line I thought um, you know, obviously not his role but um, yeah we scored a good goal I thought we just I was just a bit annoyed at half time because I thought we were a bit wasteful without you know front third possession we, we had some great opportunities to, to get a second and third goal and, and you know we just like I said we were a bit wasteful in it but the football was still good uh, leading up to there and, you know, we really had one striker on the pitch. So, you know, for us, it was always going to be a, a night where we had to be fairly creative about how we scored our goals. And uh, again, to the players' credit, they stuck at it. Craig, it's an issue for Celtic though, isn't it? With so many of their striking options, uh, not fit. But <clears throat> Kyogo may well make it. You know Ange well. Do you think he will? Well, I think Ange come out quite openly and said that if he's ready, he's playing. Mm. Um, so it's now up to, uh, obviously, the... You know, the physios, and I'm sure they'll be working around the clock to make sure he's got every chance because he is that important a player um, for Celtic. You know, the the, the issues um, and the danger that he has causes uh, defenders. So you want, you want him to be able to play. 
Wrong it for me. And again, I know because he's an Aussie uh, compatriot. Here we go. <laughs> no, but he's he, he's been on fire. He he has he has been. I just look at him now, um, and he and he looks a happy player. He looks fit, and, and he's back to 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 what I know him as. Uh, you know, his silky feet. He he just glides by players. Can score goals, and, and he's he's got a decent record in terms of assists. So he's come in and really stood up. So as as, as important as Kyogo is, and mm. Ralston and all these other players done. Tommy Rogic, in terms of creativity, is their main man. Mm-hmm. So many assists from him, isn't he? He's become a mainstay of the team. I know he's been in and out, he's been on the bench, but he is a 90-minute player now, which we hadn't seen for years. Yeah, and, you know, you're always told that he can only last 60 minutes. So I don't yeah. know where that came from yeah. because, you know, you've seen under Ange, he can last a lot longer. <laughs> but I always remember when I first came up here and I first played against Rogic and I was so surprised with how good he is. As Craig said there, how good his feet were because he's a real big guy. Yeah. And I was thinking yeah. to myself, right, I'm going to try and bully him because he looks quite, quite thin, but he's yeah. so strong. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. kind of bounced off him. I was a bit embarrassed because my <laughs> mates are watching because they're, <laughs> they're Celtic fans and they were yeah. like, oh, you bounced off Rogic there. But no, listen, a, a fantastic player and I agree with Craig, you know, I think he was rested yesterday, you know, so he can mm. find all cylinders on, on Sunday and that, that's got to be a worry for his because as I said you know if he plays well Celtic play well Controversial night with Celtic going down to 10 men let's hear what uh, the manager said about the referee Most decisions were helpful for us tonight I think a few went against us that um, shouldn't have but as I said to the players um, we'll be a team that doesn't complain but wins games of football and you know hopefully those wrongs get righted as we move forward Who'd be a referee but Alan Muir did he get it right or wrong about Starfield? I think once you give a foul for that, then you have to send the player off. I think just the way that, you know, where the attacking player's heading, I just think it has to be a second bookable offence. It looks harsh. The I would have t- definitely mm. have been raging if it was me that was giving the booking. Yep. But again, it's one of those that if it's, you know, my player attacking, I'm saying it's a second booking all day long. I think once the referee gives a foul, he has to give that mm. booking. And what about the first booking? He was clattered. It may have been accidental, but he had the, you know, the blood coming out of his mouth, but the referee, I know he had a real go at the referee. I saw his goalkeeper telling him to shush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before it got any worse, yeah. Um, again, no, I'm with you. Like, it, it, that one could have gone either way as well. So he looks it over a hole. Yes, it's probably been, uh, you know, the referee's probably got it right though for me on, on both occasions. I hate to say it because I don't like agreeing with referees, <laughs> but I have to agree with the referee on this one. You see, even then, but at the, at the end of it, and and he, he doesn't he doesn't get dragged into it at all. He's like, if we go and and win our game of football, then we don't need to get involved mm-hmm. in whether the referee was good, bad, or indifferent. So look, I like I like his positivity, um, you know, and you can see that he's he, you know he's brought a real belief. Um, and, and still, the squad is not that deep, you know. So he, he needs this next three weeks before the window opens up. Or is is massive injuries that they've had and the schedule that they've got. It's massive. Just on the referee in front, though, Craig. Do you think when managers say, you know, we've won the game, so I don't want to talk about the referee? Do you mm. then think when you lose a game, you talk about them? People say, oh, you're a bad loser. You can't uh, win, can you? Uh, no, you can't. You can't <laughs> win. You know what? I would love to see. Yeah. Well, obviously, the professional referees. Yeah. But the ability to interview a referee after a game. Yeah. Because I think that once we have an explanation, even if it's a wrong decision, people can kind of accept that yeah, and move on. Yeah. 100%. And they did it one time, Craig, a number of years ago, probably when you were playing. Yeah. There was a period where the referees could speak afterwards to the media or a statement went out, but now they don't. It just doesn't I just, happen. I just yeah. think it kind of it, it stops the madness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Once you get an explanation, like you said, rightly or wrongly, whether you agree or disagree with it, 
at least you understand the reason why uh, behind the decision. But no, Settle we feel hard done by with the, with the red card, but thankfully it didn't have a, a huge impact on the game. Still four points in it. So the neutral, if there are any of you out there, then it keeps it going because Celtic with the cup final at the weekend and with Rangers, the game on Saturday against Dundee United, which mm-hmm. it looks as though Tam Courts, the manager, saying, we will be okay. There'll be enough players okay after a COVID scare yesterday. Rangers winning 2-0 last night. Here is GVB speaking about St. Johnson. You know, a tough game with, um, you know, a good, well-organized well St. Johnston who are, you know, bottom of the league. But today, I think they had a really good performance. I think we started really well. Created some uh, good chances to go one up. After that, um, you know, we didn't create as much. It was difficult to find the spaces. Of course, scoring the 1-0 just before halftime was very important. And then second half, I think we we could play a little bit more the way uh, the way we want. For Rangers, what are you thinking for this weekend? Sorry, Craig, no, I was just saying, yep. we did hear correctly there, eh? St. Johnson, bottom of the table. Yes, indeed. You, you know, yep. I mean, it's like, again, you look at how quickly football can change. Yep. Last season, unbelievable season for Calum Davidson, two cups, everyone's talking about it. Mm. Uh, and this season they're, they're struggling down there looked as if they lacked confidence against Rangers it was more about trying to stop mm-hmm. um, a heavy defeat and, and the goals uh, Paul in terms of just before half time just after half time key moments in the games after that it was comfortable for how Rangers. tough does that make it the timing of the goals if you're playing against Rangers if your confidence down you know yeah it's, it's, it's massive yeah. just before half time to concede a goal just you know flattens the whole team and then the manager's team talk that he had in his mind, you know, with <laughs> two or three minutes to go, it changes completely. Because mm. then you've got to pull the players back up. Because if they go in at nil, no, you're saying to them, well done, fantastic. You know, you've executed the game plan perfectly. You can see the goal and it's very difficult. St. Johnson's biggest problem this season, or I think their main problem has been scoring goals. Yep. Yeah. I think it's nine goals in 17 games. Yeah. Now, listen, I've... I think they conceded 18 goals in 70 games, which is fantastic. That's the best record in the bottom six and better than some of the teams in the top six. So even last season, they weren't scoring a great deal, but they're scoring more than they are now. And they missed Kane, didn't he? Because he was a late um, cancellation due due to COVID. COVID. Um, His partner got COVID. He's not actually got COVID, but he has to self-isolate for 10 days. And and this is the thing that we touched on, Marvin, mm -hmm. uh, off here, in terms of the the, the madness of that ruling. Yeah. Um, And it is madness. uh, That is For everybody. If you have uh, the flow test and you're fine, surely you should be able to go about business. Yeah, yep. and a PCR, but obviously but you know, the experts yep. know, know better than us. But it's, it's, and it's unfair, because I'm not yep. saying St. Johnson are going to be relegated, but they lose, they lose yep. their main striker. To, well, he it, doesn't have COVID. Yep. He's yep. sitting at home and he's absolutely fine. You know, it, it makes it so difficult. And I, I do feel for them. You know, people say, oh, why are you going to feel for them? They're down there with you. I do feel for them because you want a level playing field. You know, that could happen to us. That can happen to anyone else in the league. And it just seems so unfair that, you know, Callum's missing his main striker. Um, due to something out of his control when he's not actually got COVID. So it's one of those things. When you look at the 2021 record books and you'll see Rangers winning the title by 25 points, you'll go, what, really? Mm-hmm. And then who won the two cups? It wasn't Rangers and it wasn't Celtic who'd won everything the previous four Great years. Great pub quiz question. Yeah, exactly. To come. St. Yeah. Johnson and he robbed you of a, a winner's yeah, medal. Made Sorry. me cry. Made uh, me cry, Callum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Then he hung up his boots. How bad do you feel, Callum yeah, Davidson? Exactly. It was all oh, down to him. That's why I retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been a lucky charm for you because yeah. you've had a good week or two with Livingston. Um, after a run, it must be difficult when you just get in almost a rut, poor results, but now you're back in a roll and it's a massive game this weekend with Ross County who've also had some good results. Yeah, no, it, it has been. But in terms of our performances this season, you know, I think we performed pretty well in the majority of the games. There's been a couple when you said, you know, we didn't turn up. Aberdeen away, you know, comes to mind. Motherwell mm-hmm. at home earlier on in the season. But some of the other actual performances haven't been that bad. 
and, and Craig well, he might not have known actually his Rangers team didn't lose too often but you know when you are losing games and you're still performing well you, you think to yourself we're gonna this is gonna change yeah, it's, yeah, go, yeah. it's going to turn and that's what we knew coming into the games mm. it's, it will it will turn in the last two games again we performed brilliantly well Hearts we were good in the first half we couldn't score a goal and now we're going to the Ross County game as I said full of confidence and hopefully we can keep it uh, keep it going do you know what's coming in now? We've got the draw for the Nations League. Uh, that's ah. the tournament, of course, that we were in that took us through to the qualifiers, yes. that took us to the Euros. Yes. And we're going to tell you about Scotland next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Thursday night non-stop football and would you believe there's just been a draw for the Nations League so this is for a way it's a sort of safety net isn't it in case you don't qualify for the Euros in 2024 which will of course be in Germany right here it is Scotland's in the same group as the Ukraine yes, yes. that we play of course in the World, World Cup, Cup qualifiers Qualify, yes. in March Scotland, Ukraine Armenia and yes. the Republic of Ireland Oof. I tell you what, that's um, I'm saying a decent draw. I think that's a tough draw because we're going to learn more about Ukraine. Uh, obviously, with the World Cup qualifier coming up, Republic of Ireland know exactly what you're going to be up against. How tough a test that will be. Um, Armenia, uh, again, I don't know too much about Armenia. I'd love to learn a little bit more, but technically great players. Uh, I have no doubt about that. And and every game in international football is a real, real test. Let's not forget this was how Scotland got to the Euros through this UEFA Nations last time. I saw David Marshall out running just the other yesterday, I think it was as well. And I see uh, they were saying that he could be on the move in January, which doesn't surprise us. But I saw it today. Surely he could still um, play at a top, top level. We'll never forget what he did that night. Yeah, <laughs> No, he definitely could. I remember listening to an interview and he was saying that January was coming and he definitely wants to get out. He's at Derby, isn't he, at the yeah. moment in time. Yeah. And so he wants to get out and play. Um, and if he can possibly push back for the Scotland squad... Um, get back involved in it, like you said. You know, he he he's he should be Lord uh, David yeah, Marshall. You know, absolutely still fantastic. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still time, but no. Hopefully, he gets back involved in the Scotland squad because, again, he's a he's another quality goalkeeper. We think this draw is okay because it's been the week of crazy results, isn't it? And I see that Mercedes are not contesting for Stappen's <laughs> win that came yep. out today. So it definitely is Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Knighted yesterday, it's Max Verstappen the winner, and then we had the draw for the Champions League the other day, which was. <laughs> It's, what's going on? Oh, is no, it something in the water? Is it COVID? We've got Rod Stewart to do it. <laughs> we said that last night. Yeah, <laughs> with Kenny Miller, of course, who's assistant manager. As we said earlier, of he's back Falker. in. He's back yep. in. He's uh, back your, your in. Your own yeah. teammate. Yeah. yeah. Look, he's uh, he's certainly been sniffing for, for yeah. a few opportunities since he's been back. Um, he was top class last night in the show. He was yeah. brilliant. Now, yeah. brilliant to see him because you know what, Kenny. Look, a lot of people maybe don't take to Kenny. I, I love him because really? he's yeah. really, really honest. He. He knows the game inside out. He's been at a top level, and he doesn't. He doesn't apologise for that. Yeah, I really like that. I think. He, I think he sells himself in the right way. Mm. Wish him all the all the best at Falkirk. A great opportunity for him with uh, it's Martin yep. Martin Rennie. Yes, uh, yep. who, who again is, is is someone that I'm looking forward to learn a little bit more yeah. about and under the radar. Under the radar, yep. very much so. You know, with his experiences in different markets yep. outside of the UK. So it'd be very yep. interesting to see how they go, but. One thing I do know is Kenny will do a great job there. Mm. He'll support the head coach and he's driven. Yeah. He gives everything. Davy Proven said that last mm. night, Marvin, um, with Kenny Miller. He gave everything to every club he was at. And obviously Rangers, he was there three times. He's a legend at Rangers. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why Martin's taken him in then because I think they worked with each other at Vancouver. They did. I think he had, okay. a, he had, he had Kenny yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. so... 
that's the reason behind it. Uh, I did see a picture of Kenny today. He had white boots on. He needs to get rid of them. If oh, you're on definitely. Coke, he, can't, he can't be wearing them. So hopefully he's listening in and uh, I'll send him some copers or something like that. <laughs> so that's the draw. Ukraine, Scotland, Ireland and Armenia. Ryan's on the phone, a great football fan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, good. good Ryan. Did you know the Nations League draw was coming up tonight? And, and what do you think of that, Scotland up against Ukraine, Ireland, Armenia? Ah, not not a bad, uh, not a bad uh, draw. At least we're not getting Ukraine, uh, Israel. So that's Indeed. not bad. Yeah, that makes a change, doesn't it? Yeah, near Beaton will be amazed. Leila Bada as well. Um, so cup final this weekend, Ryan. You were in it, of course. Your yep. own beloved St. Johnson. Well, you, you're still the holders. Um, what yep. are you thinking though about the Premier Sports Cup final this weekend? Um, well, I just wanted to ask a question. Um, do you think that the Hibs sacking was a bad timing and that they've not appointed a new manager yet, how that plays into Sunday's final? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, no, it's, yep. a, it's a, a top question. Look, for me, Ryan, there, there seems to seems to be a kind of a, quite a harsh sacking um, and for it to happen and not have the replacement immediately, um, yeah, I found that a little bit strange. You know, I, I, the run that Jack Ross was on was was not fantastic by all means. But this is this is a manager that um, or a head coach that's brought, uh, I think, a lot of success in terms of um, positioning, cup finals, um, winning trophies at, at Hibs, and probably should have been given time to turn things around. Um, there's still plenty mm-hmm. of time left, you know, in a season, and a cup final. I just felt as if he should have been that man that that, that took the the reins for that cup final. But the owners had different ideas, mate, and. and that's football, we get that. And Marvin, you played against them that last game against your Livingston. Yeah. And, and I read the reports and I saw highlights. It wasn't like a normal Hibs team. There was something wrong that night. Yeah, no, there definitely was something wrong that night. And I think I have to look at this from, from two different ways. If I'm the owner of the football club and I think, right, we're going into a cup final very soon, we need a spark. You know, if he's watched the Livingston game or games that came before that, if they performed the same sort of way out with the Rangers game, something needed to change because that Hibs team weren't beating Celtic. In fact, that Hibs team would have got a drubbing against Celtic, you know, without being disrespectful to them or disrespectful to us because it was only 1-0. Of course. So I, I get it from, from the owner's point of view. He's probably thinking something needs to change here and if you lose confidence in your manager and his capabilities of changing that, then you have to change things. Again, as Craig said, Jack Ross probably should have had more credit in the bank than, than he actually did. Mm. Um, you know, he was coming out constantly and saying that he wasn't happy with the run they were on. He knew something needed to change. Um, but football's one of those games, you know, there's not a lot of patience left in it. Um, you know, regardless of what you've done previously, um, you know, they shouldn't be winning one game in nine. You know, Hib, that no. shouldn't be happening to Hibs. No chance. And not with the money they spend, the size of the club and everything else. So it is a harsh sacking for Jack, but I do understand why the owners may have done it because they do need that spark, I said, going into the cup final. I asked Kenny Miller this last night. He played there as well. You played mm-hmm. there. Is it a big club? I'm, yeah. I'm slightly, yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Is it a big yeah, club? Yes, it is a big yeah. club. 100% it's a big club. And you know that as soon as you, you go to the training ground again. You know, coming up to Scotland, I had no idea about Hibs, if I'm honest. Um, and I came up and, and I met Graham Matthew and I met Alan Stubbs and we went to the training ground and I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, I just came from from Burnley, who were a team that were in the Premier League, mm. the top flight of England. And Hibs's training ground was, was better than Burnley's. Really? Genuinely, yeah. was better really. than Burnley's. Then we went really. to the stadium, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I went in and around Edinburgh and, you know, meeting fans, etc., etc. It's a massive club. It really, really is a massive club. And when that team's doing well, when that club's doing well, the fans back you 100%. You know, some great nights I've had there, um, hearing Sunshine and Leaf being sung after Edinburgh mm-hmm. derbies, etc. You know, I had a fantastic time at that football club. It is a big club. And as I said, you know, there's no way that they should be winning one and nine. 
the Proclaimers. That's one of your favourite songs. <laughs> yeah, 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 a day I, you'll I, never forget. You were part of the squad, and yeah. uh, and then the nights that yeah. followed that as well. A few of them are blurry. Uh, yeah. A few uh, of the nights are blurry, <laughs> but I won't forget that day. Craig, you won't remember it as fondly. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Not, not at all. I, I, but I do remember good nights out there. <laughs> well, you don't really, Ryan. So, what are you thinking for the cup final? What do you think is going to happen? Celtic have been uh, on form. They've obviously a problem up front with their uh, lack of strikers, but. Um, They've been playing well and Hebs, yeah. if they can play the way. What do you think? Who's going to turn up on Sunday? Well, that's that's just the, the, the million dollar question, Paul. It's who is going to turn yeah. up? I mean, Hibs could do it again and do what they've done against Rangers. They turned up, Rangers didn't and they deservedly won the game. Um, uh, it might go the, all the way because, yeah, again, Celtic can score but mm. they can't defend. So, mm. it's, it could be it could go all the way. It's funny, people do say that, um, you know, not making uh, excuses for Celtic. When you look at it, though, goals against, they've only got 11. They've got the best record in the league. And yet there is the narrative. And we all know it. It's not a settled defence, Craig. But uh, 11 goals, Rangers 14 against. Hearts are the next best on 17. Look, domestically, Celtic get away with a lot in terms of don't get punished as much. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, the European level, there's been some seesawing games. Great. Great to watch. <laughs> Lovely to Betis, watch. Yeah. But... Yeah. You know, at that level, you're getting tested and normally for mistakes, you're picking the ball out of the back of the net. Uh, I, I think the the way that Celtic want to play, they're going to play the high, high press. So, you know, that's the way they want to be and they want to smother teams. Mm. Plus, they've got players that can hurt you going forward. But what that can allow uh, the opponent, someone like Hibbs, someone who does have pace like a boil, at least plenty of grass in behind. Mm -hmm. So in transition, he can hurt you. And if they can supply mm -hmm. that, then you'll ask some serious questions of Celtic's defence. Ryan, can we ask you about your beloved St. Johnson? We, we talked about them earlier on. Oh, I hope you no. heard it. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Cheers, Ryan. Thanks for calling. And so we can't believe it. And people might say eventually, come on, when, when you... And Callum Davidson has been amazing, arguably manager yeah. of the year in the you know, 2020, yeah. 21. Stephen Jarrod uh, got it, probably rightly, yeah. yeah, for winning the league. But you ran him close. What's going to happen? What's going to change it for you to start picking up points? Well, we definitely need new players in. We need a different personality. Um, I think, um, now this might sound controversial, but I think a few players are passengers now. I think the success has got over their head. They need to get right back to the basics um, because we're losing sloppy goals. And, and we can't buy a goal. We okay. cannot buy a goal. Um, and if we don't score, we don't win games. So that's where it is. Um, we played a bit better last night, but... Against Rangers, I wasn't expecting anything, to be honest. If, if we did, then I think that could have been the turning point for our season. But I think January is really going to be the turning point for Callum and what players he's needing to get in because we definitely need a, definitely need a change-up. But I just want to say as well, I, feel hard, I, I agree with Craig on the Jack Ross situation because if you look at last season, yep. St. Johnson were, I think, three points, maybe even two points this same time last year mm. at the bottom of the league. And then we went and won two cups. So I, I agree... I think that Jack Ross was very harshly done by as well. But Ryan, you guys were performing well, weren't you, last season? Even when you weren't winning games at the start under Callum, mm -hmm. I remember watching you know a few of your yeah. games. You, you were actually performing well. It just you know it just wasn't dropping for you. I think the biggest difference between kind of Callum, the, his winless run, and Jack Ross's is the performances. I think the performances were the problem as well. Not just not winning; they just were playing mm -hmm. extremely badly, especially against us. You know, I watched that whole 90 minutes, obviously, because I was on the sideline and that, and that wasn't a Hibs team. So I think that was probably the biggest difference. I think under Callum, you could kind of see what was going to come. 
Um, but yeah. I think on the jacket, just slightly different, mate. Although, really early in the season, um, St. Johnson played against Barry's Kelty Hearts at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think Barry said on the programme that he was a bit worried about St. Johnson. Okay. They weren't even playing well then. He quickly steadied the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't getting results and then they picked up. But, but this is like the, the concern, Amar. You kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, and we don't know the real reasons why Jack Ross mm-hmm. lost his job. But if you lose a dressing room, you're finished. Do you think he did? Um, well... For me, it's, it seems like there has been an issue um, like that because that's when the bad performance happens as well. Well, here's Paul Hannon speaking about uh, his exit. Yeah, obviously, it's really difficult when anyone loses their job, especially two people that I had a, had a great, great relationship with everyone in the building. So um, it's, it's really difficult, but I think the majority of the players, especially, took, kind of took that on, on the chin. Really, I feel like it's, it's kind of been our, our responsibility for that. Kind of let, let them down a bit, probably. And the day we, we're all football players, we need to move on quickly. We had games to win for for this club, and um, I just thought we managed to get that three points against Dundee to, to kind of move into this this massive game. That doesn't really tell us anything. No disrespect to Paul Hannon yeah. there, because uh, yeah, but the performances were were so poor. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, Paul's an ultimate professional as well. Yeah, um, you know, I know he'd been giving his his all for Jack Ross, and I'd hope the other players were doing the same. You know, I never like to hear that. You know. Possibly managers have lost the dressing rooms, but it yeah. does happen in football. You know, me and Craig, you know, we played in dressing rooms probably that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a difficult situation because once two or three decide to go that way and they bring other people kind of on into their yeah. kind of boat, then you're in massive, massive trouble. Ryan, what's your cup final prediction? Scoreline? <laughs> I think I, I think this might go to penalties. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I'm going, I think this will go 1 1 all the way. Yes. Yeah. And then penalties, well, it's, yeah. I think Celtic's got the, the rub of the green, so I'll go with Celtic, I think. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, go, go. Go, 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 go. Radio Football News on the day when the Nations League... The, the draw has happened. Scotland up against Armenia, Republic of Ireland and Ukraine. Yes, yes Ukraine that we meet next year. This will be next season, the game. So it's going to be some year 2022, which is uh, almost upon us. Hard to believe. Are you ready for Christmas, uh, Marvin Bartley? No, not yet. <laughs> but when the 24th comes, I will be ready. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, you are. Uh, you're organised, aren't you? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm normally like Christmas Eve kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Go out and get all my things done. <laughs> Lastminute.com. Yeah. Trying to be a little bit better organised. Um, this year but you you were down in London because it was your birthday of the weekend congratulations not every year you're 60 they go too quick <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yes 46 years young, young Craig Moore how many games for Australia 53 Three. and for Rangers um, 200 odd 200 odd Crystal Palace Newcastle United I do this every so often I try and remember all these yeah. clubs and there's always one that I forget which is in uh, Greece. Which is in Greece, yeah. Kavala. Kavala. I've actually got it written down in the book here, Kavala. but uh, I thought I'd spare the listener <laughs> for that one. Uh, Marvin Bartley, of course, yeah, former Burnley as well, and uh, elsewhere. Well, we know Hibs, obviously, yeah. part of that cup-winning squad and team of 2016. 16, yeah, 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 hard to believe, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And elsewhere years. down south, you started out with... I was at Bournemouth. Yep. Yeah, with Eddie. Of and course, Eddie up, Howe. Up to Burnley yep. uh, with my daddy Eddie again. And then... <laughs> how's, how's Eddie going to do at Newcastle? I think... I think he's one of them. Listen, I think they brought him in in case they do go down because he can bring them straight back up. Yep. Um, I don't think they'll spend massively in January unless they can be 
a little bit closer than they are now, but yeah. they've got a tough run of fixtures. Oh. Real tough for December. Sure. And Liverpool coming up, haven't they? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. 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 And an easy City. game, that one, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, they got a really, really tough run. My concern, Paul, just quickly mm. for Newcastle, yep. is that now that the money will be there, mm-hmm. um, it needs to be invested in the right manner. Recruitment is so important because you've got to get people that want to play for that football club. Yeah. That connect with that supporter base because they're a passionate bunch as well. Yeah. They love their they love their city. They're hard work and they're honest. Yeah. They need characters that are can able to connect with that fan base. Yeah, and also players that are going to stay if you if you do you know yeah. do go down. Because remember QPR when they spent massive money in the January, probably about ten years ago now, and they went down and they had boys there that didn't have relegation, you know, cuts in their contracts. And they said, yes. well, why am I going to have a cut in my contract? If I joined you in January, you're already, you know, playing catch-up. So Newcastle can't afford to do that. Yeah. I think that's why he's been brought into the job, if I'm honest. Yep. He was uh, one of the men of the year in terms of being mentioned on programmes. Yeah. We, we had, the, we had the, the watch out there for him, but he didn't come. They were watching the M74. It didn't happen no. uh, now at Newcastle. Here in Scotland, who's going to win the Cinch Premiership this year? Rangers on top after the first 18 games, 45 points. Celtic, four points behind on 41. Mm. Hearts on 30. Dundee United and Motherwell on 25. And uh, Aberdeen on 24. Hebs on 23. Livingston on 19. St Mirren on 18. Dundee on 16. And Ross County and St Johnson on 14 points. This weekend, we've got Dundee against Hearts. Livingston against Ross County, as we mentioned. Motherwell against St Johnson. And Rangers, Dundee United on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Celtic against Hebs. Rangers, Dundee United should be should be okay. How important? Important GVB on this run. GVB, you love yeah. that one, don't you? Yeah. Uh, now look, it, it's it's got to continue. You know, Giovanni is uh, he's well versed on what's ex- expected at the football club. It's winning football matches, it's winning trophies. Mm. Um, Dundee United had their own day out. Um, I think it was the second game of the season against Rangers, and they actually bossed them that that day. Uh, they were physically far more aggressive, had more about them that day. Uh, James Tavernier come out after that match, match and said that we didn't match the hunger and yeah. desire. Yeah. So this is a massive game for Rangers under Gio, who's on a great run. I expect a really solid performance and a comfortable win from Rangers. How long can Nathan Patterson stay on the bench? Um, it's one of the big questions as January approaches. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, you've got James Tavernier there, who's, who's captain, yeah. uh, fantastic player as well. Um, probably the best right back in, in the league. Um, so, Patterson, again, you know, we've seen what he can do for Scotland, we've seen what he can do for Rangers. It's a difficult one because, you know, you do want to see him develop, you do want to see him playing games. Um, you know, maybe Rangers look at a loan um, in January, but I'm sure there'll be suitors that would be trying to buy him. But I don't think Rangers are going to get, you know, the, the money they probably deserve for, for a player like him at this moment in time because he's not played that many first team games yet. Maybe a six months out on loan to another Scottish Premier League team and then reassess in the summer. Everton, they were in with how much was it? Was it eight, well, reported, eight million reported to be, to be eight million. Yeah. This is a this is going to be a real big test for Giovanni. Yeah. Right? Because this boy wants to play, can play mm-hmm. uh, at many places. And at the moment, if he's not going to get that at Rangers, he's going to be knocking on that door, I have no mm-hmm. doubt. So there's going to be a decision that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough, but that's that's a business. He's a senior national team player that could be playing at many clubs. He's not playing week in, week out at Rangers. He's going to search for that, in my opinion. You think knocking the door for a loan or a permanent? I think leave. Uh, no, loan's brilliant. Yeah, loan's yeah. brilliant. I think it works for everybody. Yeah, it's perfect. You get him playing and, and, and develop him. He has to play. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Can you sort it out? Huh? Doing a bit oh, of agent? I'd, I'd love, I'd love yeah. to, but I, I don't represent him. But no, nah, look, <laughs> a, a, loan, a loan is a good scenario because then also Rangers still have the, the asset. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a great choice for him. It'd have to be down south, though, in my opinion. You I don't, think? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he would grow and benefit up here as much. 
Rangers winning 2-0 last night Celtic winning 2-1 Barry a Celtic fan is on the line good evening Barry Evening Paul, evening guys, how are we? Yeah, good thanks, how, how are you? How were you in the 97th minute? Were you, uh, I don't suppose you were at the match or were you? No, I wasn't, I wasn't at the match unfortunately I wasn't one of the lucky fans that were One of the lucky fans that were there um, yeah. Missed a great great away day though What a trip that would have been <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a long, it's a long journey back uh, And of course Ross County last year um, Yeah, It wasn't good for Celtic what are you feeling about Celtic then as you uh, about four points behind Rangers then that was massive last night wasn't it yeah absolutely absolutely it's just the, the, the team what Ange has brought brought to the table and the, to get, we all know what he started with at the start of the season but the, the mentality and what he's what he's building towards is something else you just you've seen it you've seen it yourself over over social media today that the the videos, if you remember back when he was first recorded training sessions, and it's that when we don't stop until the very end, and then we celebrate. And last night just just showed that he's building and the mentality he's building. It's it's us us against them kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, really, really, you can you can I can't remember someone with a a so-called Celtic connection or a Celtic man coming in and having having such a connection with the fans. The guy, honestly, it's. Mm-hmm. Every fan is rooting for him, and it's it's just brilliant to see. I mean, just the 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 run of form that we're on just now. I mean, is it, is it 30, 31 points from a possible thirty-three mm-hmm. only to Marvin Livingston. In well, fact, th- that's <laughs> right. Well, we go on about that again. It was the last day of October. Jikamakis uh, takes the penalty. Uh, Kyogo rested earlier oh. on. Uh, anyway. But um, yeah, and I heard them belting out last Christmas night. Last night they've changed that from Brendan Rodgers to Postecoglou. I'll give it to Postecoglou. There is a real rapport with the Celtic fans. They love him, Marvin. No, yeah. he's really straight talking, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's fantastic for the game. Um, you know, I've, I've heard him speak on many occasions, and I think he's really, really refreshing. But Barry makes an interesting point there. You know, you speak about you know Ange's video when he's speaking at the start when he first came in and saying we don't give up to the end, etc., etc. Those players on that training pitch would have been listening to his words, but the belief wouldn't have been as strong as it is now. Mm-hmm. Those players genuinely believe now we don't stop to the end because we can beat anybody. And and that's the massive difference. It's one thing a manager coming in and saying, this is the way I want to play, etc., etc. It's another thing the players believe it, believe in it. And I'm telling you now, those Celtic players, every single one of them genuinely believes that. Ralston's a right back. He's in the box right at the end trying to score yeah. a header. Should be trying to see it out and take the one <laughs> one and go down the road. And that just shows, you know, they now believe we don't stop. We're Celtic Football Club. We do not stop. We go to the end and we can beat anybody. And and they've shown that even with ten men. So Barry, that's a, that's a that's a massive point. Uh, it really really is because I've heard managers come in and and speak a good game, but Andrew's really backed it up. And as he said, you know, he's got all the supporters on side as well. The players are pulling in the same direction as he is, and that's why you've got the points return that you you, you do have and. You know, just unlucky against us, mate. <laughs> I, I, I just think, sorry, but I just think, and again, sort of like echoing a little bit what um, what Marv's just touched on, it's his honesty. Um, and I think that through that honesty, it, it's it's created a genuine connect with the supporter base. It certainly has uh, with his his players. And um, I can guarantee you there'll be games that the, the Celtic have won and Andrew's gone in there and, and probably not been too, too sweet with his words mm. because... It's not about so much the, the winning is everything, right? But he wants to win in a certain way. So I think that, like I said, there's just that honesty, and and he's he's driven to improve and, and to be better every single day. Um, so like I said, that's why I think it's going to be a real title race this season. Uh, I'm sure it will go to the wire. And if Rangers were to to falter, I don't believe they will. 
But if Rangers were, uh, then you know Celtic will be positioned to to have a real real crack because I know the determination of Ange Postecoglou. Tony Ralston, five goals this season, which is phenomenal. If we, you know, if we'd said that four months ago that he'll be one of the top scorers, oh. you'd say Paul, you're havering. Uh, Barry, who would you want to pick out in the team? Although I guess I hear what you're saying. There's such a, a spirit among them, no matter who it is that comes on. You know, Ewan Henderson came on last week and scored against Real Betis. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's as a team effort. Um, Tony Ralston, for one, I thought was it comes up as you said, 96 minute goal. He's, the guy's been he's got to be offered an all apologies because the guy was written off and he's taking his chance he's just it just shows you that it's that never give up attitude he's got the manager that believes in him he's absolutely class um, I thought Carter Vickers was brilliant last night again yeah. um, I thought, do you know what I, I think uh, Neil Beaton was really good last night I thought again you, you just need to trust the manager they made the they made the switch for Rogic Rogic comes on creates gets the assist but I thought I thought Beaton stood out as well last night. I thought he was driving forward. He's he's known as to be more more defensive. He's played mm-hmm. he's played out of position a lot for Celtic at centre back. But I thought he was driving forward. And I thought he may have been unlucky to get to be the one that got subbed. Craig, you've got a phrase about squad fillers. Yeah, <laughs> Jer- that's what you said earlier yeah, yeah, in the Jer- season. Jersey fillers, yeah. You could, jersey fillers. fillers. Sorry, that's right. Mm-hmm. Now people may have said that about near Beaton. Would you say it now? Um, well, remember at that time the Jersey fillers we were referring to the oh, ra- the Rangers oh, yeah, signings. Yeah, no, ab- yeah, absolutely, but, but Neil no, for me. Right, no, no, you didn't call him that. I'm just saying you've got a phrase. Yeah, no, so and some people would say he was. It, ne- he's Neil not Neil Bitton no. for me is a quality quality player. Right, I just feel as if he's playing in a flat back four. Uh, that's not really his strength. You playing three at the back? Yeah, happy days. If not, you play him as a screening uh, midfielder sitting in front of your back four. Happy days. He's a very very good player. No doubt about that. Yeah, no, I agree. He does either job very, very well, doesn't he? Mm. And and the most interesting thing for me yesterday was watching, you know, the, the attacking lineup that they had in terms of the front three. You know, you've got a young boy out of the academy, you've got a yeah. right back, and you've got a winger playing through the middle, but they still try to play the same way. It's now called the Celtic way, isn't it, or the Andre? Yeah. They just play the same way. Listen, you go in there, if you're right back, you play this way, but if you're right wing, you play a different way. And I think all the players have brought into that. They really, really have. And when you're getting results, as I said, it you know, just reassures you that we are doing the right things. And, and it's good that he's in, involving, you know, academy players as well. You saw Scales, who was signed as well, playing at left back and getting an assist. Comfortable. Uh, yeah, he, he did look really, really comfortable. And I'm interested to see that, you know, the players they bring in in January, you know, because I know Andrew <laughs> likes to go to a different market, kind of the Asian market, and he's done that one gem already. So, yeah, you yeah. know, a couple more maybe. Yeah. Barry, can I, I need to ask you, right? So, obviously, everyone's drawn to Kyogo, right? But yeah. so far this season, who has been the best performer at Celtic, in your opinion? Yota. Jota, uh, Jota. Yeah. Okay, Jota, yeah, yeah. No, he's he has been very, very good. Mm. Very, very good. I mean, unfortunately he's picked up that injury. Hopefully he's not out too long. Maybe I, I, back before January second, but maybe would, not. Would be massive. I just McGregor yeah. for me, McGregor oh, has just gone to he's a, dream. a new level. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I, I probably didn't appreciate how good a player he was. Mm-hmm. But now after yeah. seeing him with the national team and, and seeing since getting the captaincy at Celtic. Uh, how much his game has improved again? I'm yeah. like, wow, this is this is a a really really special player. Yeah, a brilliant player. They could do yeah. everything. You know, the way he plays for Celtic, he plays in a different role. You see him play for the national team. He's more breaking play up. And 
honestly, he's been absolutely fantastic, mm. as you said. Even last season when they struggled, and it's a big job for him, big responsibility. Scott Brown going out of the building, your captain of the team, who, let's be mm. honest, finished a long, long way behind Rangers last season. You have to regalvanise him. You know, I know the manager does his job, but McGregor also in the dressing room. I have to agree, Craig, absolutely brilliant player. Barry, could you guess the Celtic team for Sunday? Well, first of all, do you think Kyogo will make it? Marvin Bartley's got a sneaking suspicion <laughs> he will play. I think he'll start. I do. I think I think he will. Uh, it'll be a little curveball in there, but clearly not a curveball. Many are thinking that he will start. Um, I think I think he'll go be in there. Um, some of the guys last night didn't, didn't do themselves any harm. Um, I would say William Scales, but I have to agree with the guys were saying there about Callum McGregor. He's been he's he's stepped up even again. Mm. He's been there through through like. A right good few managers since mm. Rory Dyler brought him in and brought him in at the team he was loaned out at that point and he's just he's grown and grown and we know how much of impact Scott Brown had with Celtic and how much how much he led the team and they were big boots to fill and Cal McGregor seems to have done it seamlessly uh the call go the manager will get lots of credit for this but the the togetherness Cal McGregor is having a massive impact on the pitch but actually a behind the scenes as well but the things that we don't see yeah it's hard to follow a legendary captain but he has moved into it seamlessly he's different Marvin isn't he but he's uh, he's at class and he's now getting the credit that he deserves yeah he's very very different and as I said you know it's been easy to come in and try and be you know uh, like a Scott Brown type and that, that's just not the way that Callum is you know he does he does his lead in a slightly different way but he's you know he's assured in the way that he does do it he's confident in the way that he does do it and as Barry said there you know all the Celtic fans really do appreciate what he's doing um, I remember playing against him last season um, when they lost you know a few players to COVID and and we played them at Celtic Park and he was demanding more from the players saying this isn't good enough and at one point he said you know you can't put on a Celtic jersey he was saying this on the pitch as the game was going on yeah, yeah. playing like this yeah. and that was the standard that's the standard he adheres to and you know that's why he's been put in as captain because you know, I imagine day in, day out, he's the same. And on the pitch, he's telling people this isn't good enough. You know, mm. these performances aren't good enough. And he's speaking to, you know, big pro players. You know, it's not like yeah. young boys he's speaking to. You know, players who played a lot of games. Um, so yeah, listen, I, I always thought Callum would go on to be the the permanent captain after Scott Brown, and I'm delighted he's gone from strength to strength. Influences a match. For me, that's that that's special. Um, whether it's a goal, whether it's that drive that's needed to engage the supporter base again, he influences games of football. Tom Rogic, it's his birthday today, a Rogic, uh, so Barry, and uh, you probably know as well, today would have been the 65th birthday of Tommy Burns. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, legend. Was there a greater self? What would you say about Tommy Burns? The guy, the guy just, he was Celtic through and through, wasn't he? You could, you could see his passion um, as a player, his passion as a manager, and passion as a fan as well, just that, a great guy and will get down as uh, one of the Celtic greats absolutely The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi Let's go Wikipedia says this man he is tough tackling uncompromising but calm under pressure Marvin any idea who that might be? (laughs) (laughs) The big man next to me We had a caller a couple of weeks uh, saying animal that wasn't what? in there as well, was it? No, <laughs> Stephen, not. 
Far from it. Uh, oh, it's great brilliant. to have brilliant. Craig Moore, our big money signing this year. And Marvin, it's great to have you in the programme as well. We know you're in demand. Uh, <laughs> this weekend, you will be, well, playing is obviously, well, not playing your yeah. assistant. I still can't get I used to I hope I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I played a bounce game the other day, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was class. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've got a feeling you yeah, will play before the end it. of the season. No, not yeah. where I feel now. No, you sure? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you never know. So, Livy, up against Ross County on Saturday. We'll talk about that shortly in all the games. And uh, Sunday, uh, the Premier Sports Cup final Scottish League Cup final you'll be there what I need to ask is what's the outfit what are you going to be wearing because <laughs> Barry Ferguson has a, a, a keen interest in what uh, Craig what yeah. you wear oh, he loves yeah. to smash me with my gear so I hope coming up with a big I get a lot of stick about my gear from the boys at, at so, football and, yeah. and, and social media I think I'll go in a suit it's a cup final oh, isn't nice. it so Good. Yeah, I'll try, I'll try and get a, a nice suit for the occasion. Good. What about that fawn coat? That's a kind of natty one. It's cheeky. Could I borrow cheeky. it? No, it would be, uh, you're, you're six foot two. I think. <laughs> it's you're like a dressing gown on yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Let's uh, go in the lines. We're going to speak to Gordon from the Tartan Scarf. We've spoken to Gordon uh, on a number of occasions. Uh, Gordon, good evening. Great to hear you. Good evening. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's good. So, I mean, it's non-stop the football, isn't it? We are thinking about Ukraine next year. Well, it's only three months away, yeah. the World Cup qualifiers, but there they are today for the Nations uh, Cup, which could be, and hopefully we won't need that, but that could be a route to the Euros in 2024. Gordon, you're a great student of the game. What did you think of the draw there? Ukraine, Armenia and Republic of Ireland. I think it, you've got to feel like that's a very good draw. For sure. I think pot one, there's teams that maybe we might have preferred. I think Iceland are certainly on coming down the roller coaster from a very, very high peak. But look, I think, you know, it probably speaks more to the confidence that we've got in the Scotland team right now that I don't think there's anybody that, that we have to fear because we have real confidence in what we can do. Obviously, we're going to get a good look at Ukraine in March in the World Cup playoff semi-finals. Ireland, I think, are a great draw out of pot three. And in terms of thinking from the Tartan Army perspective we've never played Armenia ever so totally uncharted territory there mm. Will you be going there? Covid permitting? Well I, you'd, you'd certainly like to think so I mean there's obviously a bit quite unprecedented um, the, the, the fixtures there's going to be a quadruple header in June next year so we will play four games in June um, and yeah, you'd love to think that by then, hopefully the Tartan Army will be travelling in full, full numbers. Um, I did I did travel the last time we went to Ireland, which was a phenomenal trip, although I made the rookie mistake yeah. of booking the first flight back in the morning. After, what? That, was a, that yeah. was a terrible decision. Gordon, not your finest move at all. Yeah, that should be quite a trip. Uh, obviously, the rugby do it regularly and they love going to Dublin. Uh, that should be... A terrific game as well. Craig, what are you thinking? Would you want to talk with Gordon about? You've picked up on something. Yeah, no, just going through, like I mean, we know we, we know about Republic of Ireland. Mm. Ukraine, we're going to learn a lot, as you've touched on uh, there, Gordon. I mean, Armenia, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. What do we know? Mm. But recently, we've actually seen uh, club side Alice Kurt uh, against Rangers uh, in Europe as well. So it gives us an idea of, of the kind of standard. I know that club teams, you'll have other, other foreign players there, but you get an idea of the, the type of football that's been played in that country. So again, international football, there's, there's never an easy game, is there? 
Yeah, no, it's always, always, uh, there's always one player, isn't there, in another team, no matter oh. what country it is, that you think, oh, he, he can actually do a bit, he can actually play. Um, so, yeah, international football, it's not like it was 15 years no, ago when you play against teams and, you know, you see 9-0 victories, etc. for the big nations. Well, England, I suppose, have got a couple. We're not speaking yeah. about England today, are we? But, um, no, I, I agree with Craig, you know, international football is very, very difficult. Scotland are well-respected now as well. So, you know, Armenia, I'm, I'm sure, will be trying to just defend against Scotland, keep the score down, but it'd be interesting to see them. Marv, I played the interesting fact here, right? Australia, Dick Avocat was not very happy, went back to play some qualifiers. Mm -hmm. We played against a team, American Samoa, scoreline, 31-0. What? 31-0. Wow. In, in, in qualifiers so you can imagine wow. Dick Avocat not very happy for me going back yeah. <laughs> for, for, for those type of did games. you even touch the ball oh my god <laughs> it, it was honestly it was a crazy experience ever we had a striker called Archie Thompson mm -hmm. scored 13 goals in that game <laughs> did you, no, no, those did games you were changed did you come up I, I never went into the other the other half not at all didn't, didn't no, have to you no. were like they were, <laughs> you were yeah, you yeah. the goalkeeper and that was it yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. So mm. just talking about international football, you're talking about it's changed. Yeah. Sure. They're, yeah. They're, they're a little bit more yeah, competitive yeah, a bit closer than that. together now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gordon, we're getting to the time of year where we'll be watching everything, you know, the, in England, uh, here in Scotland as well for our international players to see how they're doing. Ryan Jack, obviously, we're worried that Ryan's been out again. Hopefully, he'll be mm. back soon. Hopefully. Uh, James Forrest, uh, again, he's been in and out at Celtic. It's this time of year, isn't it, where we're hoping we've got a really strong squad for the games in March. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, if you if you wind the clock back two years, we were sitting here looking ahead to playing Israel in the semi-final for the Euros in March, and I think it was within two days of each other. McTominay and McGinn both got pretty bad injuries over Christmas, and we were suddenly sweating over their availability. So, yeah, you're right. This is the time that we want to see our players playing regularly, playing well, but really, most importantly, staying fit and healthy. Um, and that's why it's so good to see you know Billy Gilmore getting more of a run in that Norwich yeah. team because what a what a special player he is. I think he's got to be one of the youngest players to ever get 10 caps for Scotland. He's only 20 and a half. And I would suggest, I'm going to make a big call here, mm -hmm. I think he will beat Kenny Dalglish's cap record for Ooh. Scotland. It's 103 caps. I think he's 20 years old. He's got 10 caps already. I see no reason why he doesn't beat that. Wow. Kenny's... Fair shout. He, he Fair joined shout. us a couple of times on the show here, mm -hmm. Sir Kenny mm -hmm. Dalglish. That is a good shout. Yeah, Craig, do you agree? It's a fair shout. He could do, but you go, look, he's 20 years of age, as you touched mm -hmm. on. He's, he's a great talent. We know that. Not only is he a great talent, he's actually showing uh, yeah. and has showed that, that he can do it at the highest, highest level. When you look at Scotland's midfield three, is he automatically one of your first choice midfielders? Yeah. yeah. You know, you talk Mark. about you've got McTominay, you've got McGregor. Sure. Uh, you got McGinn. Yeah. Gilmore has to play for me. Yeah. Marvin, yeah. 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 Gilmore and McGinn, uh -huh. they're, they're the two. And that's doing a disservice to Callum McGregor, probably. But if I had to pick two to definitely start, yeah. Billy Gilmore and John McGinn have mm -hmm. to play. Gordon? Yeah, oh, yeah, in midfield area though, midfield. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Of course, I thought you meant Craig Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Gordon. No, he'll get a game. He'll get a game, all right, as well. Marvin, Marvin, it's not all about you. I mean, most of it, but not all of it. <laughs> sorry, Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, th I think the, the best thing about Billy Gilmore is that he is just such a unique talent. I mean, he's so calm on the ball. He's so composed. He plays differently to what you've ever seen Scottish players play like. And, you know, I've got to think, I've got to say that you've got to shout out the performance school system because, you know, Billy Gilmore played mm -hmm. in a performance school. So did Nathan Patterson. Is it any surprise that these guys who are very technically gifted players at such a young age have come through that system, you know, and, and good for them and good mm -hmm. for the Scottish FA for putting it in. The guys were talking earlier about Nathan Patterson. What's your view on it? Every time you look at the Rangers team sheets, how do you feel? Uh, it, it's 
it's it's a tough it's obviously it's a really tough position. Obviously that yeah. was Steven Gerrard's job. It was it's now Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, you know, balancing such a promising young player who clearly has so much talent and is clearly ready to play with your club captain who has been unbelievable. The numbers of goals assists that James Tavernier's put up since he came to Scottish football is unheard of. So it is an incredibly difficult thing to do. But from a Scotland perspective, you see how good Nathan Patterson's been for Scotland without many minutes for his club team behind him. And we've got a manager who's brave enough to keep the faith with him, even though he's not getting club minutes. I don't know if other Scotland managers in the past would have done that. Same with Billy Gilmore. Wasn't playing for Norwich, plays for Scotland, and we get rewarded with phenomenal performances. So, yeah, onwards and upwards for both of them. I guess up front we've got some great goalkeepers, great defence, terrific midfield. In fact, you know, we haven't even mentioned some of the other players that would... Uh, could be there but up front we don't have I know we've done well with Shea Adams coming yeah. in yeah. Uh, Lyndon Dykes, fine, Lyndon Dykes. Uh, Kevin Nisbet coming back onto form and he's obviously been in the squad and there are others but we don't have or do we we don't have a Harry Kane and yeah. he's having a tough year Marvin what do you think on that can you see anyone that's maybe coming through it's, no it's, or, a, it's a difficult one isn't it? everyone wants that striker striker's always the most yeah. difficult position to have almost like you say a world class player um, but I think Che Adams is probably the the best one at this moment in time. Very different to Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon's you know very good aerially, um, you know gets up the pitch, he works ever so hard. I think when you're talking about striker quality, I think Che Adams is, is the best at this moment in time for Scotland. But they complement each other really, really well. You know, I know obviously Dykes missed a game and and Che Adams played up front and and he looked fantastic. So I wonder what happens, you know, in, in March whether they do go with two strikers mm-hmm. again or whether it's Che Adams and one other. Um, be very interesting. But obviously, you know, as long as they're all healthy, fit and and, and playing. Um, it's going to be an interesting one for Steve Clark. It's hard. It's hard, like to get that striker. You're saying a Harry Kane type. Mm-hmm. We're guaranteed, boom, yeah. boom, boom, scoring week. Uh, well, I'm saying week in, week out. Sure. Game in, game out with the national team. Seems like it, mate. Yeah, so yeah. in the tournaments. <laughs> no, well, that's yeah. right. There's a lot going on at the moment. But yeah, you look. You know, Dykes, Adams, Adams been an incredible find. Uh, Nisbet for me um, has got a lot of promise. Started to come onto a game. I know uh, Marvy says he come off the um, the other night, but yeah. outside of that, you, you've, you've had Brophy. Uh, that was yep. that was there thereabouts, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously you look at the former Tony Watt this season. Does mm-hmm. that put him into recognition at some stage? But still a lot of football, a lot yeah. of time. And I know as a player, because I've been there, when you've got qualifiers and and a big tournament not far away, you are nervous yeah. because you want to stay fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. You want to be playing football matches, and every time you're out there, there's a risk. Yeah, Lauren Shanklin. There's another one. Another you know, one. But, yeah. uh, nobody. Yes. Uh, Gordon, what do you think? So I, I think for me, I've been a massive fan of Shea Adams. From the moment he came into the Scotland side, I think technical ability, I think he's head and shoulders above everyone else that we've got potentially to play up front. I think he's strong, he runs the channels, and now he's adding goals to his game. And I think every game he plays for Scotland, he's getting better and better and better. It's probably no, no coincidence that his two best performances came in his last two games for us against Moldova and against uh, Denmark. But I think what Marvin says is spot on that the combination play that him and Lyndon Dykes have come together has been very, very impressive. I think when it was Dykes scoring the goals for us, when he scored four games in a row, Mm -hmm. a lot of the chances he was creating was because it was Shea Adams who was the one dropping out, running the channels, linking up with Robertson, playing crosses. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's incredibly uh, exciting to have both of them. I don't say they only both recently joined the team in the last year, year and a bit. There's still other guys out there. Jacob Brown came in from Stoke. Yep. There's other guys that potentially could be eligible. Carlin Grant down in England, I think he's at Huddersfield now, is eligible. You know, the doors are open for guys to come in and they can see how much fun you can have playing for Scotland now. <laughs> Gordon, if you're picking the team for March then, say the, the game was tomorrow and everybody's yep. fit and, and, and raring to go, are you playing with, with one striker or two? 
it's such it's such a good question because I think I hadn't been convinced about the one striker until these last two games. When it was Shea Adams up front on his own with Armstrong and McGinn supporting, that worked really, really well. I think I would still be likely to go with two up front. I think it's Dyson yeah. Adams, it's McGinn, McGregor, Gilmore in the midfield three. I Mar- think that, that's what it is for me. For you, Marvin? Yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd have to agree. I want, to play, I want Dykes to play because he's a power more than anything. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, have to, I have to agree. I probably would go with, with the two strikers. Um, but I like the way Gordon named his midfielder. I don't know what, McTominay, where he's getting into his team then. It's yeah. like Gordon's dropped him mm-hmm. altogether. Unless you're going in defence, Gordon. Yeah, I get, well, that's such a difficult one, isn't it? You know, it's really <laughs> the options that we've got. I mean, but I, th- I think that midfield three, they've become the best combination. They play so well together. Yeah. McGregor, Gilmore, McGinn are so good together. I think that means then McTominay is right side or centre-back mm-hmm. or he's struggling to get in the team. Mm. I just think, you know what? And you're right, cause I looked at the game, Euros, Czech Republic, yeah. big physical, oh, strong yeah, side yeah. and all that. We remember. And I think if it's that type of team, mm-hmm. I don't think those three midfielders would start. No. No, because then I think you have one in there that's got a little bit of size yep. Yep. Uh, just to mix it up Victor a little bit. So, yep. look, every game has, has sure. its own merits and in terms of your opponent. Well, you started it. You mentioned Kenny Dalglish. Yesterday, we heard uh, Sergio Aguero has to retire, 33. Oh. What a career. Mm. We talked about his goals, the stats last night. Um, who's the greatest striker you ever saw or played against or whatever? Gordon, who would you, for you, who's your greatest ever striker? Oh my goodness! Wow, that yeah. is such a that's such a difficult one. I, th- I think you know I always loved the strikers where they knew they didn't have to hit the ball too hard. They mm-hmm. knew that if they just put the ball in a place the goalkeeper couldn't reach, that was good enough. The guys that would open their bodies mm-hmm. and instep the ball into the far corner. So Thierry Henry, Fernando Torres, those two guys stand out to me as just being the most cultured of finishers. So they they were mm-hmm. always icons for me. They made it look so easy, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Henri was special. Ma- I have to agree with that. I agree with Gordon. Henri, I'm an Arsenal fan yeah. as well. So yeah, of course, yeah. I've got to go with yeah. Henri was 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 special. So he'd be he'd be your yeah, yeah my yeah. number one. Did you play against him? No, no I played against know? Ronaldo in a bounce game though. I and mean, we're talking about high scores. I think United beat us like seven one. <laughs> so that um, went well how good was Ronaldo oh, was he in another level yeah, yeah. absolutely frightening absolutely frightening got nowhere near him beginning of the end for me at Burnley that was cheers mate yeah <laughs> I played against George Best in a friendly wow. at Pollock Park uh, years ago it was a you know a showbiz type of yeah. thing radio TV people against uh, some amazing players he nutmegged me twice I was really oh, quite proud done of not too bad, it was a, he yeah. was phenomenal only yeah. twice you've I mean, done alright anyway, there's nothing worse than amateurs talking about the no football. you've done well what, what about you Craig who's your two, two stand out for me yeah. um, 2006 uh, uh, World Cup Ronaldo yep. the yeah, Ronaldo the, yeah, yeah, the original and, and he probably wasn't at his best yep. at, at that it's stage but what a, what a wonderful player yeah. uh, he was uh, he was incredible and I, I enjoyed my tussles with uh, Van Nisselrooy Ah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. just before he went to Manchester United mm-hmm. um, when he was still at PSV yeah. that final year before he picked up the knee injury yeah. very Dutch in mm-hmm. terms of that arrogance and yeah. very you know certain and sure about themselves <laughs> loved my tussles in the yeah. Champions League games against him and uh, playing alongside Alan McCoist one of the great strikers McCoist yeah. is one of, the, one of the best isn't he and yeah. see as a young kid when I was coming through at Rangers and you're training and the first time that I, I, I kind of worked day in, day out with a striker that had that double movement. Yeah. And he used to kind of ghost off to, to your far shoulder. Uh, and then the next minute, boom, he was straight the across you, across the front post, score, and then sort of like look mm. at you and laugh kind of thing, smile yeah. and just say, hey, son, you'll learn, you'll learn. <laughs> well, if you don't learn, you don't, you don't stay there. Yeah. But, but his movement was unbelievable. And probably the best thing about Koisty was that 
he just enjoyed the game so much. Yeah. He always had a smile on his face. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, but you, you you nibble away at him or kick him or mm. sort of stuff. He'd get angry. He could fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him. He was interviewed and he, he was asked, you know, what made you such a great striker? He said, I never stopped dreaming about scoring goals. Yeah. I dreamt about it. So he said, there were guys alongside me as I came through when I went to St. Johnson, then Sunderland and Rangers, but I never stopped oh, dreaming. Incredible. He was it's a incredible. great game, isn't it, Gordon? Gordon, are you, I know it's a way away, but uh, you sound pretty confident about us then for the for the nation's draw. Look, I, I, I just feel confident about what yeah. this, this Scotland team's doing. You know, I mean, mm. we went to the Euros, obviously we're disappointed with the results, but I think what that got us was a month worth of this team staying together, working together, living together. And I said when the Euros finished that we would see the benefit of what we did next. Yep. And the fact that we've gone on six wins in a row in World Cup qualifying, we're into the playoffs in great spirits, in great form. You know, this team is getting better and better. And look at the age of them. You know, there's so many young guys in there. This team will stay together for the next two, three, four years. So I think consistent progress is on the cards for Scotland. Right. Love it. Thanks very much, Gordon, for coming on tonight and giving us your insight from the Tartan Scarf. And we didn't even mention Steve Clark, the manager who told his players he loves his players. Has David Martindale said it yet to your players with the wins over the past couple of weeks? Uh, he's not said it to me yet. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been there two and a half years. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Marvin Bartley, Craig Moore. Some great calls on tonight. Thanks, Gordon, there from the Tartan Scarf. Earlier, Barry was on speaking about Celtic. And in a moment, we're going to speak to a Rangers fan. Rangers winning last night, Celtic winning too. Celtic getting that second goal that was 1-1, 96 minute of play. They were down to 10 men. And then Anthony Rawson got the winner. So brilliant, you know. Um... First and foremost, I'm just happy to contrib contribute to the team in a positive way and come up here. It's not an easy place to come and come away with the three points. You know, it was a difficult afternoon. We, I felt we played our football, but in terms of, for my personal note, it's, a, it's the stuff I dreams to, to do that. The, for the fans that come up here and they, they travel with their work commitments and everything like that to come up here, it's what they deserve. They deserve the three points, and I was delighted to. As a team and myself, I could help contribute to that. Um, but it feels amazing, you know, to score a last-minute winner. Um, it's the first one I've done, so it's, it was a pretty unique feeling. 150 miles or so down the A9, M9. Rangers were winning comfortably. 70% of the possession mm. against St. Johnson. And uh, here's the manager speaking about his striker. He scored three and three, Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, I'm happy with his goals. Today also important, the first goal. But also the assist he gave on, on Ryan. You know, we want our strikers to be in the box. Whenever there's danger, we want to be there. You know, create chances for, for all our players. You know, it deserved the goal at the time of the, the match. And, um, you know, Ryan had to be there and he was. Proper night, wasn't it, Marvin? You know, of uh, tit for tat, they're both going for it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's interesting what the manager said there, Gio said there about Alfredo. You know, when we're dangerous attacks, he wants his striker in the middle. Because, mm. you know, he could be guilty of before of floating around a lot. And I know he was definitely helping the team, but he's playing a slightly different role, wasn't he? Coming a bit deeper, you know, allowing space for the runners to get in behind. He was probably assisting more than he was scoring. Um, but yeah, you can see now he definitely wants him a little bit higher. You know, he wants him in the box because, you know, He'll get chances and, and, and he'll put one or two away as well and, and he'll lay on assists as well. So, no, I think he'll be delighted with his uh, contribution so far. Ready for another call. David is on the line. David, a Rangers fan, good evening. Evening, guys. Hi, David. David, you'll be happy that Morellas is back in form and happy the way things are going. Four points clear. 
Absolutely. I think Giovanni von Bronckhorst has uh, fired the team right back up. And I actually had a question for you guys, if you don't mind. Um, I think ever since Giovanni von Bronckhorst, he's woke up the team again. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think maybe the, the team wasn't an issue, but maybe it was Steven Gerrard's uh, style that was starting to wear a wee bit thin or maybe he'd lost a wee bit of the fire in his own belly. Okay, on the other line, let's get Stephen Gerrard, see what he says about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear what he, th- he yeah. thinks. But yeah, that's a fair point. Nah, what do we think, Craig it, Moore? It is a fair point. And David, you, you probably remember Stephen Gerrard at the start of the season saying that potentially this season he would have to look to, to maybe change formation a little bit, change the system, because you know, teams will, will now know what um, they're up against on the back of their success. Um, last season was a perfect storm. It just Everything sort of like worked perfectly. Um and, and he didn't change it. The, the surprising thing was he didn't change it yep. this, this season. Um, Giovanni, like any new boss in any line of work coming in, um, it creates that, that kind of um, that level playing field once again. Everyone's got that opportunity to impress from day one. Uh, and, you know, you can see that sometimes the, the player was touched on Scotty Arfield getting the opportunity now for more games. Uh, Morelos, obviously, yes, getting his goals. Yes, being told to stay more centrally. Kent and, and Hadji being more as wingers. Um, look, there's been a few changes. I've also been really impressed um, since coming in the team into a left-sided centre-back position, Bassi. Yeah, I, I think he, he's done a. I think he's done a really good job, David. And this is a position that he did actually struggle with the first time he went in in the European game against Sparta Prague away, when Rangers back four was disjointed, was all over the place. But he's now given not only himself, Marv, um, but also the coach an opportunity for two different positions and two positions that he looks as if he can do really well in. Definitely, he's looking better by the game. You know, he looks more assured the more he does play at centre-half. And I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans will be looking back at that semi-final and say maybe he should have been in there because of the pace of Martin Boyle. Um, you know, the pace that he offers on the cover and everything else and, you know, his physical attributes, he's good on the ball, he gets it and gives it simple. Um, you know, I think he's definitely a player that, that can play left-back. Uh, left obviously, he can play there, left-sided centre-half also. Um, I do probably prefer him at left-back, if yep. I'm honest. Yep. But he definitely does give him another option in there. And, and I'm sure, you know, as long as he's in the starting eleven, he'll play anywhere. And Marvin, what about David's first point about uh, Stephen Gerrard? We see part of the problem. If there was a problem, we all know they didn't quite have the yeah. zip earlier this season. Is it because it's season four? Yeah, you know? no, yeah, um, I, yeah. I think that's 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 part of it. Um, I think there's there's a lot of different things. I think Rangers had a newfound respect this season. Um, the way they won the league last year, um, as you said, they won it by twenty odd points. Definitely teams were respecting them more. Definitely teams were paying them more attention. How do we stop Rangers? It's very, very difficult. You know, I always say it's, it's easier sometimes to sit behind the ball and defend. Very difficult trying to break down other teams. You know, so sometimes when we play against Rangers, we play against Celtic, we're going to sit in behind it. And then, you know, Rangers fans or Celtic fans will come out and say, well, you know, we should be able to break them down. It's not that easy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we're well drilled in what we're doing. You know, they we have to make a mistake nine times out of ten for them to score if they're not scoring from 30 yards you know an absolute wonder strike for them to break us up because we've got you know 10, 11 men behind the ball very very difficult and I think that's what Steven Gerrard you know came up against this season also you know managers have dips they definitely have dips but Steven Gerrard was still four points clear while it's having this dip whilst just saying they weren't playing that well it's interesting that you're saying that so 100% that teams have sat deeper this season playing against Rangers yeah um, and, and again for we're talking about the first quarter of the season the, the widest, most forward players for Rangers, as they were last season, were the fullbacks. Yeah. Right? So, again, let me stress the fullbacks. Right? But the, the attacking flair winger type players were central. So, I think what's changed, and again, you know, ball speed is very important. But if teams are going to sit in and be hard to, to, to break down, 
you need those wide attacking flair kind of players that are used to 1v1 situations that can still take on a defender, create half a yard or go by people, which your fullbacks don't do. Yeah, yeah. That's been a big difference. Yeah, that's that's a key point in what you make there. And as you said, you know, when the wingers are that wide and they're stretching your back four, you know it's like the right back and the left back don't want to be too far away from them. The last thing you want to do is give Ryan Kent 10 or 15 yards worth of space, get to full sp- uh, speed before he gets to you. But also if you go too wide too early as a right back, he just runs in behind. So like Craig says, they offer you a different problem now because they are a lot wider. And then you've got people like Aribo and Arfield popping into the holes. So it makes it a lot more difficult, um, definitely. And that's why, you know, they scored three goals against us. (laughs) (laughs) David, I see your man in the match last night. Again, Joe Aribo, same at the weekend. What would you say about him? I think this has been his season thus far for me. He's been by far our best player the entire season. He seems to have found an extra wee bit to his game. Uh, I think that's maybe with the new manager coming in, he's trying to go, oh, look at me. Um, I think it's his control of the ball, is the way that he can find space and pick out a pass and also get a goal now as well. He seems to be the complete player now. I think last season he was just starting and now he's more the, the complete article now. Uh, I think with Morelos as well, ever since Giovanni von Borkhorst came in, He's completely changed as well. Um, it's night and day for what uh, Gerard was using him as, and I can, I can see him honestly. Mm. Both of them could end up with 20 goals. What size of boots is Gio? Craig, I'm looking at you. You played alongside him. Has he got the number 10s? I didn't really you know, look at his boots. He, didn't wear, he wasn't wearing fancy white ones like Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah. really laughs> he's given Morales a bit of a hey. Oh, no, yeah, look, again, a new, a new, a new co- coach comes in. Um, yep. players need to step up I mean yep. you've got Fashion Sakala coming off the bench for, who's scoring goals um, if you're the main striker you need to score to hold, hold down your position and that's what it's kind of brought yeah yeah. I think you might have put an arm around him as well and said listen you yeah. are a top top player yeah. you are a top player there's a reason that a lot of teams in Europe you know, wanted you before get back to being that guy and sometimes it, it takes that rather than you know berating somebody sometimes it's an arm around the shoulder and whatever he's done is clearly working January is going to be huge for mm-hmm. both clubs here's the manager speaking um, about potential players in and out specifically Aribo and Kent you play really well uh, of course you have interest in, in your players you know I want to my, my players perform really well you know, when they perform really well with a club like Rangers, interest will come. But, uh, of course, we will look into the, the contracts as well. As I said uh, before, I think they're true important part of the team. You know, I think I'm very positive about them. I think the club is also positive about uh, the players. Eventually, when you're both happy, you can uh, you can sign a new deal. But we have to see in the coming months uh, how we progress with them. Because, David, I'm sure you'll agree your squad is stronger than Celtic's at the moment. They will spend in January. What do you think you need to do as well? I think uh, even even though Bassey has really done brilliantly at the centre-back, I do still feel that we need a few B, uh, players in there. Maybe we can try and get Cartage back. Maybe that's uh, an idea rather than bringing somebody in. But I've, uh, I have heard in the rumour circle there's a few people that Gio wants in. Mm. Um, you can only really guess at what that's going to be thus far. For me, I think first and foremost, we do need uh, somebody else in the centre-back. Um, I think there's a player there in Hearts that we really should go and get. I, I don't need to tell you who I'm talking <laughs> sure, about. Yep, so I think maybe a midfield player as well. But other than that, I think if you look at the, the squad as a whole, it's, it's 
pack full of talent and it's just waiting for some day to unlock mm-hmm. it. And I think that's what Gio's doing thus far. He's rejuvenated it. Craig, but he must have something up his sleeve. That would have been part of the negotiations. Those few days after the jet went over to, to meet him yeah. to get the deal to say, right, what, what what have we got in the kitty? And and they have backed they backed Stephen Gerrard big time. Yep. Douglas Park and Co. Will they do the same with GVB? Yeah, I've no doubt they'll back um Giovanni in terms of if business is there to be done. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is is he's not going to be left short. So if he loses a player, then that money will be there to reinvest into another player. And and let me tell you, Ross Wilson will have three players for every single position uh, in terms of being ready to roll mm-hmm. if need be. Uh, so that look, every transfer window is speculation. You may or may not lose players. If Giovanni was to lose a player, I'm pretty sure that Rangers would replace that player because it would be a starting 11 player. Yeah. That would be uh, replaced. In terms of the central defender situation, uh, David, I'm looking at, I mean, uh, Simpson was on the bench last night. Mm-hmm. You know, Katic, does he come back? Have they got the callback option? Potentially. Holanda, I think, is due back in a few weeks. Um, and But I don't think that they'll they'll look to, to, to strengthen in that area. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? We're going into the 97th minute. That's the time up. David, thanks a lot for coming on. Scoreline for you, Rangers, Dundee United. Have I, oh, I'm hoping 2-0. 2-0. Craig, you're saying? I'm going 3-1. 3-1. And Marvin? I'm going to go 2-0 with 2-0. David. It sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Indeed. <laughs> and for the cup final on Sunday. So ahead to your old team <sighs> against Celtic. I'll sit on the fence for that one. I'll let Craig answer that one. I'm, I'm so you're so saying sure. a draw and then I'm going to say the draw penalties. all night. Penalties, yeah. yeah. Okay. Play until Monday. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with the draw normal time. Yeah. Uh, a score draw. 1-1, one, one, I'm quite happy with that. Okay. I think it's going to go to extra time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be late drama, but I think it's going to be to Hibs. You think it's going to be to Hibs? Yes. Always like Craig. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 all right, I okay. think it's going to be to Hibs. As half a Glasgow's just switched <laughs> off. <laughs> Don't dare switch over. <laughs> Marvin, and good luck. You've got 5,000 there on Saturday. Yeah, yep, against be, Ross be County. Good. Yep, so, uh, some school kids getting in for free. Uh, local kids club. So, uh, so the club have done really well. Joe, thanks for producing, looking after us tonight. Thanks to everyone who called in and on the socials. Sorry if you didn't get through. We're back again tomorrow night with uh, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and me, Paul Cooney. Joe, Kilday is coming up next. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.